I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 189. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Quinn Christofferson. The Alaskan-born singer and songwriter is releasing his debut record later this week, entitled Write Your Name in Pink. In today's episode, we're speaking with Quinn about writing songs regarding family and community, touring with Julian Baker and Angel Olsen, and we discuss his beautiful debut record. Here we go. Our guest today is a singer and songwriter from Anchorage, Alaska. After gaining international acclaim for winning the NPR Tiny Desk Contest in 2019, he returns later this week with the release of his debut record, which is entitled Write Your Name in Pink. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Quinn Christofferson. Hello, how are we? Hello, I'm great. It's evening for me, morning for you, yeah? That's correct, that is correct. You are, we're having a chat, I'm going to say you're at home in Alaska? Yeah, at home Anchorage. <laughs> How is it? It's great. It's beautiful. It's fall. Um, the leaves are falling. The leaves, are they only get yellow and then they start falling because it gets too cold before they have time to turn red here. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. Short fall, short summer. Oh, that's is, is that preferred by you? Is that a... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love this place. I love winter. I love the cold, but I I love all the seasons. Um, yeah. If I didn't like it, I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very fair fair um, point to make. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was having a quick look this morning um, in terms of artists that do come from Alaska or reside in Alaska. There was yourself and there was Portugal the man in terms of artists that are the yeah. well-known. There's only those two. What is the music scene there like? No, there's one more. Oh, have I there's missed? one more. You're forgetting a big one, Jewel. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. That's a – I apologize. Yeah. That's like – that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> It is. I'm very sorry, Jewel, if, if you are oddly listening. I, I apologise. She's on the album cycle right now, too, so she's going to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, Jewel, Jewel aside, I apologise, Jewel, uh, what is the, the music scene in, um, in Alaska like? It's great. We're stuck here, you know, so we can't just, like, 
And a lot of touring acts do not come here. Um, if people come here, it's like it's their bucket list and they've played everywhere else and they, you know, it's like 20 years into their career and maybe they're coming here. But like, I think it's interesting though, because that kind of forces our scene to rely heavily and support heavily on all of us local um, artists and local musicians. And I find it to be unique in that way. Like we do have a decent sized population, 350,000, but we're not getting acts. And so it's local, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel a little bit of a kinship with what you've just said. We're, um, we're based in Adelaide in Australia. And Adelaide is like maybe similar to what you said. We've, we feel like the forgotten child that the other states kind of get the tours and that we get them maybe the third or fourth time around. So I can very much appreciate <laughs> and recognise what you just said because we are very similar here so please if you do manage to make it to australia you're more than welcome out in adelaide come visit us amazing i hope i really want to play australia (laughs) we would we would love for you to come down and i I will touch on that a little bit later but um the the reason why we are chatting today is your debut album is coming out later this week write your name in pink firstly congratulations on this album because this is a beautiful beautiful record Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm like, I can't believe it's coming out. Honestly, it feels like unreal, long time coming, but I'm just so proud of it and I'm proud to share it with people finally. Of course, and as you should be, I know that there's obviously a lot of times where there is hyperbole or there's there's whatever it may be in, in interviews and music press going on record. This is a beautiful album i'm not just saying that listening to it time and time again since having a a bit of a sneaky listen we were granted a bit of a preview which was lovely Um, but this this record as you said it is a long time coming most people might know you from winning the tiny desk contest in 2019 with the beautifully arresting erase me and now we've got the album coming out so it has been a few years how are you feeling with it finally coming out and and people being able to listen to this full body of work now? I feel great about it. I, I feel like I needed that time to, you know, write more kind of finish this body of work in my way, say what I needed to say. And I, yeah, I needed those, I guess, years through the pandemic to flush everything out and, Um, and then finally going to record it this time last year in London was like so special and it just felt like the timing of everything kind of worked out and, um, now I'm ready to go and perform them live. So. Of course. Well, from what I've seen, you have been on the road quite a bit lately. I think playing some shows with yourself, playing shows, it's almost like an, an indie kid's dream lineup. There's yourself, there's Angel Olsen, Sharon Bennett, and Julian Baker. Um, how, how have those shows kind of been going so far? Incredible. And, yeah, it was my dream lineup. Like, when I found out I got that, it was like I wanted to cry, you know. Like, I have loved Sharon's music for, you know, like 10 years now. And 
angel of she actually played alaska in 2016 she was one of those random we got a random indie artist like on their come up (laughs) here so i always felt kind of like i loved i loved her as an artist as well and julian of course like amazing performer and like it was just so so special to see them perform their songs every night and like get to start off the shows it was it was awesome that's very cool I would, I would love to discuss, yeah, your songwriting kind of technique, your creative process. There is something really magical about these songs that I feel um, before recording, discussing with, uh, with your publicist, that there's a beautiful community or family kind of nature to these, to these songs, to this whole record, actually, that it's a very much a community-style record. And I was wondering, firstly, if that's intentional when you sit down to create or whether that's just something that you've you managed to do without thinking (laughs) yeah i would say i didn't think of it that way but people my family and people i love and my friends they're a huge inspiration for me i just love people and relationships and and that sort of thing and so yeah I, i i definitely tend to be inspired by that is there anything that some of these songs there's beautiful little intricacies of the lyrics it might not necessarily be um i don't want to say the mundane but i want to say that it, it it's that these everyday kind of topics that you seem to word and phrase beautifully when you are songwriting and having a look at some things like that how do you work out what is i want to say songwriting gold or what is you're just listing everyday tasks like where where is that fine line between making that magic i think it would be in painting a picture like if you can visualize it and it's simple i think that's really strong um if something's just so simple but there's nothing to see then that's i think where you can lose someone but if if you're like watching a movie while you're listening to this song, it can be as simple as you want. I think that's just like so fun in in writing songs and uh, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. I I really try hard to not leave any filler of a line. Like every line in each song needs to get you to the next and get you closer to the story. And if not, then it needs to be taken out and replaced. And um, it's so fun that way. Like, you know, I write songs and then I just go back and switch and swap and take things out. And I think that's comes from not being afraid, like, to make changes. And I find that sometimes, even collaborating with um, other artists, like sometimes we put something on paper and then it's like, that's it, right? But I think a lot with this record, especially and and everything, it was like, I made these demos in my bedroom with vocal drums and keys or vocal drum and guitar. And I left them so bare, you know, just for this purpose to build them out and bring out the best in it. And like my thought was that if it could be a good song with just one instrument, then it'll be a great song with more. And <laughs> so I just kept that way. And I'm, 
I don't think there's any filler in there. I would very much agree with that. I think that this album is beautifully crafted and I would agree. I think we've discussed with a few artists before how if you're able to to basically strip a song back down to the bare foundations and it's still a good, you know, that the, the, the songwriting in, in that track has been well thought of and is quite good and quite strong. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. Um if I might be a little bit selfish, a little bit indulgent, um, I was hoping that we could maybe ask you about one of the tracks on the record and maybe you could take us behind the inspiration for that or where it kind of stemmed from. Um, having listened to the record a few times, my favourite track was Kids. I just thought that this was a beautiful, beautiful song. Even the little breath or sigh at the start of it <laughs> and then it goes through to talking about these uh, possible future children and, and what they, um, I guess not, what is it? I guess what they should hold it important to them and, and wishes for them. Would would you mind if I asked, yeah, what was the catalyst for that song and where did that song kind of come from? Yeah, thanks for asking. I love that that's your favourite song. That's my favourite song on the record. And a, a lot of people, like I haven't heard that one a lot. So I feel like, yeah, you're unique in that way. Like to me, I'm always like, this is underrated. Like everybody should love this one as much as, you know, Celine, right? Like that's most people's (laughs) favorites. And like, I I love that it is being heard. Um, (laughs) That song is, you know, it's a total daydream of mine. Like what I want you know, my future kids to be, it's what, it's what I want for my nephews and niece and um, ultimately really what I wanted always for myself growing up. And um, yeah, it's just, it's funny because um, my partner was talking about, you know, having kids and something or another. And I was like, Oh, it's, too soon, you know, to think about that. And it kind of stemmed like a little argument. And she was like, well, you can't just daydream every once in a while, you know, like what's wrong with that? And then I thought, yeah, what is wrong with that? (laughs) And um, so I wrote that song, you know, kind of working through my own feelings. And, you know, I was being a little closed off, but then when I really sat down and thought about it, like, yeah, I, 
that's what I'd want. And ultimately I have such a, an amazing partner who I want to see in, I want to see her qualities in, in, um, in the future. And so, um, yeah, that's where it came from. And then the recording process was amazing. Um, I, that was another song I just kind of made in my bedroom with like a little drum loop and keys and I just, you know, kind of said it and it stayed in that kind of more low key vocal, you know, other songs I'm really belting it, but this one, it's like, it's subdued and, um, it's supposed to, yeah, it feels really good. I think, um, recording it in London, we'd put these violins in that, uh, in the break part and, Violin's really special to me and my family and my culture. And so, like, I had to have violins on the record. And we kind of made that weird transition electronically with the violin. And then we had a real violinist come in and play over it. And it was just, it felt so beautiful. And then uh, his name was Raven Bush, and he just played those little, like, pluckies, like, kind of copying the melody along the way through, and it was just the... It just felt like such beautiful Easter eggs, almost, along through that song, and really gave gave it, I think, what it needed, and yeah, can't wait to perform that either. I absolutely love that story. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. <laughs> Touching, um, touching on your family was was your household a a musical one when you were growing up? Were you raised playing music or being surrounded by music? I guess. So yes and no. Um, my dad, he's a wedding DJ, and so I grew up watching him. You know, play the top forty and like make people dance and and it's a performance in itself DJing for an event and I just I loved watching him do that and obviously it gave me like a love for pop music and um yeah I think that was that definitely inspires my music but my grandma grew up around live music my great-grandfather was a incredible musician and um I didn't actually pick up the guitar until I was 20 and picked it up kind of late. My dad played it. Um, and so when I finally picked one up, he, he taught me how and uh, I never stopped. And I would take it over to my grandma's house every day and play her songs and sing her songs. And um, yeah, she never, she never told me to stop. So it's just always felt good to play over there. That's awesome. Was I might have done my research incorrectly. Did I hear that Uncle Cracker had some part to play in you picking up the guitar? <laughs> I don't know about guitar, but I really did not like music um, when I was a kid, like young, like mm-hmm. before I was eight, eight years old and younger. Like I, if in the car and in the restaurants, anything is like music just really drove me nuts. I don't know why. And all of a sudden I heard follow me by uncle cracker and it like stopped in my tracks. Like I was like, this 
this is why people like music. Now I get it. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and I listened to it so much. And then after that, I was like way more open to like other songs and artists and, and everything and kind of started my yeah journey of discoverer at that time. But yeah, before that, I was like, music, no. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that story. And I look forward to the uh, Quinn Christopherson and Uncle Cracker collab that might be there in the future, the crossover. Exactly. So we were practicing that song on tour. Like, we were like, what if we did this cover? And me and my bandmate were like playing it and having fun. And it was more of a joke. We never played it live, but like one day might be. <laughs> I look forward very much to that day. <laughs> um, I know I mentioned before about touring and that you have been on the road. I understand, obviously, it's at the start of an album cycle. There's probably lots to discuss. Um, and we, we touched on a little bit. Could we possibly expect to see you touring Australia at any point this year, next year, sometime in the future? I would hope. I, I mean, I, I cannot wait to get out of the U.S. and play, you know, internationally. It's, um, I mean, at, at least play some festivals or something, I hope. We're very, even the fact that there's hope, we'll take that. We'll take that morsel and hold on to that until it happens. So, Quinn, thank you very much for uh, indulging us with that. Um, I know that you very kindly made us a playlist of a few songs today. Would you be happy to talk about that playlist? Yeah, for sure. to talk about uh is of one of my favorite records from the last few years um it is jasmine sullivan with hotels and the track was uh, a yeah. lost one why did this song make the cut what what is it about this song oh my gosh when i heard this song just like from second one it had me locked in like the guitar tone it just felt familiar, but it was like, I've never heard this before. And then she sings and it's like, this is the, it's like the best melody I've heard. The lyrics, the story, like everything. I'm, I'm a huge Jasmine Sullivan fan, but like this song, like just came and slapped me in the face. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> A lot of tracks off that whole record are just incredible. Um, very much recommend anyone to check out Hotels from the last, yes. I think it was 2020 20 or 2021 when it was released. Yeah, honestly, like a, a master class in songwriting, if in my opinion, you know, it, it feels like she had little like interviews with her friends and then wrote their story and that is just brilliant. Like to be able to take someone else's story and so beautifully, like write those songs, each song, you know, like what, what a challenge to do that once, but for a whole record, like just conceptually, it's just such a beautiful piece of art. It is. It is a beautiful record. Um, another song on your playlist that I wanted to talk about which I wouldn't have put together before today 
having known your music previously, knowing who Tierra Wack is, I wouldn't usually associate you in the same musical circles, um, but you highlighted Heaven as a track, which listening to it a few times and then having listened to your album a few times, there's some similarities. It could be, um, it could almost be like a B-side from this record. Um, why, yeah, what is it about this song that you kind of love or why is this on the playlist? Uh, this is another song that had me from second one. Like it's just the tones and the simplicity of it. You know, I feel like this is a song where she painted so gently um, and so deliberately. It's it's everything. Like I just I feel like, and obviously, you know, it's about like someone who died and um, someone she loved and that's right where I go to with, with songwriting and yeah I definitely see myself in this song for sure um, but I don't have melodies as hot as that so <laughs> <laughs> I, I would maybe disagree I think that you've got yeah. some damn fine melodies so let's let's not be too hard on oneself <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the last track I wanted to talk about, uh, I wasn't, I have to be fully honest, I wasn't uh, quite aware of uh, Bacar's music before, but you've nice. put uh, their track on here, which is a great track. Uh, what is it about this song? Oh, my gosh. This song, it's like it just delivers, you know, like it starts out and you're like, this is interesting. Like, whoa, like, what's he talking about, right? And then the chorus hits it's like it's everything i'd want to do with a chorus you know like i'd want everything to hit that hard and like be that emotional and then at the end obviously i just feel like this is something that nobody's writing about you know like nepotism and um family and it feels like someone who just loves their family and like you know, that feels like me too. And um, I love the sentiment of the lyrics and the production is just like so fun and I can't help but like scream it, you know, it's, it's one of those that you just have to, you have to sing along, you know. I would agree with that. It does seem like the, at near, come the end of the track, you are kind of finding yourself uh, involved with the song, if you will. So, yes, I would very much agree with that. Um, Quinn, thank you very much for making a playlist for us today. Uh, congratulations on Write Your Name in Pink. It is the debut album from yourself. I imagine we're going to see this album a lot coming the end of the year in the best of lists. Uh, but thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That was great. That's our show. A massive thank you to Quinn Christofferson for his time. Write Your Name in Pink is out this Friday and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record. We also want to give you a huge shout out to Liz and Kyle at Pias Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. 
You can follow the Players profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.